So episode three is not... I'm going to talk about some like positives, some inspirations, things that kept me going, and actually some, some things that happened because of mental health issues. So it's not all doom and gloom. You see, um, one of the things that kept me going, and uh, <clears throat> probably one of my biggest inspirations was my daughter. You know, all I ever wanted to be when I was young was, was a dad. All I wanted to be was a dad to a daughter, you know? And I got that. But we had many, many years apart. And, you know, <clears throat> people have this impression of you that sticks with them. And you go off and change and grow and become something better. But those people won't see that. So they hold that image of you. I mean, there's a saying, I think it's something like, um, people will have... Uh, a picture of, of of you that no longer exists, or something like that. So, <clears throat> you know, she she kept me going, and I knew that I didn't want her to eventually find their version of me. I wanted to become something better, someone better, someone different. You know, because it was marked out that I was going to be a drug abuser, alcoholic, a thug, violence in that a prison. You know, in my 20s, right up until my early 30s. Pretty accurate, to be honest. So that was a driving force for me to to embrace the mental health rather than let it uh, decide who, who I am. Let it, let it rule me. I chose to embrace it and go, right, OK, so I know that I've got a problem or two. So how do I now go about integrating it into my life and not letting it control me or dictate to me I dictate to it and you know I use my daughter as a driving inspiration but you know when when we reunited it was absolutely amazing to see that she's actually followed in my footsteps as a creator she's actually a singer-songwriter and is doing really really well I mean I couldn't be more proud of her you know she's featured on a track that's done really well and you know things are starting to roll forward even through the Covid thing, but you know, she'll, she'll make it, I'm pretty sure she's got a fantastic voice, uh, being a singer-songwriter. So, you know, for me, where, where I suppose I started coming to my own is, I saw, it was just a random post on Facebook, friend of a friend of a friend, you know, that's how it worked back in the days before, they filled it with advertising, so you don't see nothing now. But, you know, I see this random post about four years ago, and it's for background extras on a film over in Selby, which wasn't too far, you know. And it was like a camping weekend as well. And I, so I messaged the guy just to find out what it was about. And I, I said uh, about my mental health issues and that. And he said, you know what, there's a few there that have got them. So you, you, you're going to be in good company. And although right up until the night before, I was I'm in an iron, I'm in an iron and, you know, wasn't going to go. I was, you know, I had the proverbial boot put up my backside and I went. And it was a great, great weekend, you know. Uh, they had a focus puller there, and this is how it all began. It was really quite amusing when I when I think about it. You see, I was only supposed to run around in the background. I weren't going to be credited or nothing, you know, blurred, just something in the background. But for some reason, the camera kept picking me out. So the writers and directors come up to me and said, how would you like to be a featured essay, which is a supporting artist? I said, cool, what do I have to do? So they put a big scar on my face and gave me a fight scene. And that was it. That was, I, I just got the bug. I mean, it was a fantastic thing. So, you know, it's like a, it's like being able to escape reality 
and not feel ashamed or embarrassed because this is the thing with mental health still we suppose we are as men we are supposed to be ashamed of it we are supposed to hide it we're not supposed to talk about it you know it's, it's again i bring it back to the man up and pull yourself together get a grip or get over it you know what i mean it's like what seriously come on i mean it's it doesn't work like that you know and I'm no longer ashamed of it, you know. People have like messaged me uh, via this, doing this podcast and saying, you're brave for doing this. I'm not brave. It's not brave at all. I mean, at the end of the day, I used to do live vids talking about this, this shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, 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 I'm not ashamed of it. I am, I am me. And I've not had a bad life. I've not had a great life, but I've not had a bad life, you know. I've survived suicide, so there was a reason. there's a reason for that, you know. There must be. So I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And I'll use my story as, and just tell it how, how I want to tell it and just see if it strikes a chord with anybody. You know, I, I, you know, for me, it's, this is me kind of conf- final, final confrontation of the demons and just getting it out there because I've talked about this to, to many a people. They said, you know, you, you tell people this. You know, people need to hear this story. And I was just like, well, it's, it's nothing. I mean, there's probably a thousand people out there that have gone through the same thing or similar thing or going through the same thing. So look, like, what makes me any different? And the thing is, it's like because I will sit there and talk about it. So this is what this is why I did this, um, this podcast. Um, but, you know, going back to like, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, I out of... Uh, when I went and did the film White Bleed, fantastic weekend, absolutely loved it. Brilliant, brilliant weekend of filming, sitting around a campfire, swinging Jack Daniels, you know what I mean, having a laugh. You know, I met some fantastic people and, you know, they, they've become really, really good friends of mine now. I mean, they check in on a regularly, you know, if, if I'm not on social media for a while, they, you know, they'll drop me a message and say, Are you all right, I ain't seen your post for a while. But they understand that I'm not doing social media as much these days for the sake of my mental health you know I've seen a couple of things that have kind of opened my eyes to it so just kind of stepping back and not being on it all day every day and if anybody out there is like suffering mentally start there start having a look at the amount of time you spend on social media because there's some really worrying statistics now that are now being recognized about the use of social media and the effect and the impact it's having negatively on people's mental health, not to mention the real-world problems that it causes. So, you know, going back to uh, the drive, what what pushed me forward, my daughter, you know, for years that we were kept apart, she was, she was poisoned in her ear, you know, in, her, I think it was episode... Uh, to abuse or abandon I talked about the relationship I should have had with my parents but actually didn't it was really odd I mean it was you know there used to be this uh, clearly this like saying like um, uh, when I was when I was at secondary well late juniors early secondary school that oh no one wants to be the step uh, the, the, the gingerhead stepchild and you know what I actually was that's the amazing thing. I actually was the gingerhead stepchild because the dad that I thought was my dad that was bringing me up was actually, in fact, my stepfather. And the way I was treated when I look at it right now, it's not a joke because I lived that. I actually lived being the gingerhead stepchild. So it was a really difficult and horrible time. 
So it was no wonder that I, I kind of went off the rails a little bit, you know, rebelled and had this hate, this this anger in me, and I just, you know, I hated them. I mean, so it was no wonder that I went off the rails. But then, then by doing that, I gave them exactly the ammunition and the and the bullets they needed to fire shots later in life. You know, I mean, when me and my daughter reunited, and she posted on Facebook. Uh, my mum's got a third or fourth, I've lost count, let's just say umpteenth husband, posted on her Facebook, why are you even talking to him? He's not even your real dad. Do you know what I mean? This this is the shit that I had to put up with. He he, he has fuck all to do with her. Right? He's nothing to her. He's just my mum's many one of many husbands that she's had. You know what I mean? One of many blows through the door. And he's sitting there saying, like an author, authority, that... He ain't even your real dad. It's like, oh, fuck off, man. Fuck, what the fuck? But here's the thing, right, that I, I mentioned it in the band abuse, that in a roundabout, funny sort of way, she made me who I am today. I, I, I wanted to become a parent that she wasn't. I'd raise my kids how she, I wasn't raised, you know, always being in life, being a positive influence, you know, supportive as much as I can, you know, nurturing, protective, loving, caring, you know, and honest. You know, one of the things with Casey when... When we got back, when we reunited, I said, look, you're going to have a lot of questions, but here's the thing, I will answer them and I will answer them honestly, even though I know the answers that I give will hurt and disappoint and possibly upset you because I felt that she deserved the truth and there is nothing I've hidden from her. You know, everything she's asked, I've answered honestly and that, that's the way that I wanted to be. But, and the other thing is, I never, st when I said that, um, oh, you fucking... Fucking, oh, I don't believe that, that, that um, <laughs> to be trying to do a podcast and someone rings to interrupt, and I've lost complete track of what I was actually talking about now. Oh, I was talking about, like, my daughter, and I, what, what, I said to, what, what I said to her was, I'm never going to stop her from having a relationship with her, with her nan, you know, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still her nan, you know, and I do believe, like, you know, blood's thicker than water and all that, not even though... For in my case, it wasn't actually a lot of a lot of friends I class as family, and family are they're practically dead to me. Do you know, it it really doesn't bother me all that much. So, and I said, I said, I know, just just be careful what she says. And it took all of about three or four days. And my daughter was like, do you know what? They can fuck off. So. Well, I suppose what I'm getting at is, if there's anybody out there that's like you know, parents that are, or grandparents or any or uncles aunts or anything like that that are like thinking about using someone's past against them with other members of the family don't because let me tell you something you might think you're doing a favor you might think you're being big and clever but actually you're having a really really big negative impact on that person you're putting down mental health if that person is kind of struggling like i don't know maybe maybe drug addiction or alcoholism or you know, m might have in mental health issues that are undiagnosed. If they are being like that, that kind of family member that we don't talk about, or you want to stay away, do you know what you should do? You should reach out to them and start to help them. I didn't get that help. And it is, it's a blessing and a wonder, uh, you know, that I'm actually still here because I've had to fight myself on my own, alone, and 
many times I've got another episode um, that I'm going to be talking about where mental health services have failed and um, obviously on the flip side where they've actually succeeded. But, you know, when, when you keep hearing negative things about yourself, you start believing those negative things and then you start living those negative things. The power of positivity, right? If you start talking positive about that person, they might not have many positive things, but if you big up those positive things, they'll start listening to the positive and they'll start living positive and they'll start doing more positive things. So don't be like my so-called parent was or parents and be the, the fucking asshole, right? Don't be that fucking dickhead of the family because at the end of the day, I'm telling you to say it, right? I know for a fact... When, when she goes to the grave, ain't no one going to mourn over her. She ain't going to be missed. You know what I mean? You, you're going to be that person if you keep being this negative person about someone in the, in the family or even a friend, you know. Eventually people are going to say, do you know what? And they'll turn their back on you. So, you know, if, you, if you've got someone like, like, like me in, in, in the family that, or a friend that needs that help, reach out to them, help them. You know what I mean? Be be their inspiration because my inspiration was like my daughter. Even though we weren't in contact, I just get I at the back of my mind. I've got to do this for her. I've got to do this for her. She is not going to find this person that I know she's being told about. I knew that she was being told all this stuff, and I had no power or control over that. The only thing I had power and control over was who I became, what I did. Now, did it? Did I continue drinking and taking drugs? Did I continue street fighting and getting into scraps and kicking off for the police and ended up in court and in, in jail cells and prison cells? and Or do I go out and I you know, embrace it and I go, do you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to become somebody. I'm going to do something positive. I'm going to be... I'm going I'm, I'm to wow her when she comes to find me. I did that. I, went, uh, I wowed her when, I, when um, she found me. She was like, it, it, it was a complete shock to her. She had this image in her head, I don't know, I mean, probably of some rough-looking, scarred-up, junkie, drunk-looking, homeless-type person, rather than this person that had sorted himself out, his flat, was clean, tidy, going to the gym. We'll talk about gym in another episode about mental health and how gym benefited me. But that was kind of an inspiration as well, you know, I, I jacked in the tablets and decided to hit the gym and a couple of times I've been big looking healthy healthy body healthy mind but I've got another episode for that so we'll talk about that another time but you know I just wanted to say you know it's not all doom and gloom but it can it can be doom and gloom if if you haven't got the support or you're, you're, you're still sitting there thinking well how do I even approach the subject with someone now, I had no one, so I'll tell you how I, I approached something. I walked into the doctor and said, listen, I think my head's broke. That's how I dropped the conversation, and that was it. I started getting the help. We had a nice, long chat, and he went, yep, you need to be assessed and all that lot. And, you know, long story short, but, you know, I should have been a, I should have been a st- suicide statistic, according to my um, psychiatrist, by the age of 21, when they went back and looked through all my folders. But, that, again, that's for the other episode of where mental health services failed and where they've succeeded, so that's a great episode. I'm actually looking forward to talking about that one because they're going to rant a little bit on that and there'll be some effing and blinding for sure. So parental advisory on that one. Kids, don't tune in for that because there's going to be some swearing on that. But, you know, just going back, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, you can you can come through, 
you know, even with a mental health issue such as mine, or a diagnosis such as mine, which is life, it's lifelong, it will never go, I'll never be cured, It'll, it can never be treated, it can be managed, and that's what I'm doing, I'm managing it, I'm doing things that keep my brain focused, keep my body focused, keep, keep my creativity focused, you know, I'm picking little things that I love to do, and I keep doing them, I got, I've got into a lovely routine, you know, routine's really important as well, you know, it, you know, if we look at a negative routine, if you're if you're an alcoholic, you'll get up, you'll drink, you'll probably drink till you pass out or throw up. You'll have a little sleep, you wake up, you start drinking again. There's a negative routine, and like on the flip side, a positive routine. I get up, bath, get changed, brush my teeth, have some breakfast, get on the bus, go to the gym, whack an hour and a half or two hours in the gym, bus back, come home, boom, feet up, bit of relaxation dinner, snacks, whatever. And I just keep this positive routine going every single day. And then I don't don't find myself slipping into these little dark things. Um, you know, and I've mentioned before as well, support network, absolutely vital, absolutely key. They're like, um, you know, like, uh, you know how I like, like to dis describe to people what my, what my support network is. You know when you're walking along a river and you see the orange ring thing you know just in case someone falls in the river you throw that out to them that that's that's the support network that's what they are you're, they're your lifeline they'll they'll stop you from drowning you know what i mean so please start building up a a, a lifeline a support network because if seriously if it wasn't for mine i don't know if i would be a suicide survivor to be honest i mean that's the truth it's been it's been times when it's been so dark that wow you know it'd be better off if I was dead that was the, that was the thing you know that was in my head that was the voice you'd be better off dead you'd be better off dead you'd be better off dead but you know what I wouldn't would I not really I mean for the, for me the pain would stop but think about all those that I've now come to know and love and care about so deeply and and so openly and like. And my daughter, you know, and I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really like talking about this because it's a really sore subject. But I also have a son as well, and I've reached out to his mum a few times now. But you know, she's she's having that negative what I spoke about earlier, that negative mental health impact on me by keeping my son out of my life. But you know, maybe maybe I'll do do like a episode eleven. We'll have a little. We just have. I'll, I'll just pick up on the little bits that I digressed on a little bit and give you a bit more detail on it. But I mean, that's a crazy story. That one. That might actually come in series two. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, this this we just got to keep on going. But you know, I'm just going to wrap up now and just say, you know, if if you can get a support network, get a support network. I I implore you to get a support network. Seriously, I've got. I've got an amazing support network now, and I know that any time, day or night, 24-7-365, I can drop a message, send a text, pick up the phone, and I'll have someone there that talk, listen, or even come round and see me, do you know what I mean? Or pick me up and take me. To me, they're their family. They're, fa they're my family, you know, and I love them all dearly, you know. I mean, I just hope one day I can get to... A point in life where I'm doing really, really well that I can show all these people my gratitude because if it wasn't for them, uh, there'd be many a times where I don't think I would have made it through the night. 
And that's quite frightening to think about that. But also quite an honour as well that these people have that that impact. That if they weren't there, I wouldn't have made it through the night. But because they were there, I made it through another night and I made it through another day. And, you know, sometimes, you know, they say it's darkest before the dawn. And I think they was like, I mean, it's true, like, when you look out the window, it's darkest before dawn. But I think metaphorically speaking, it is darkest before dawn because you can go to a real dark place, but wake up the next day after you've had all that support and that and you've spoken to someone, it's a new day. You know, the problems of yesterday may not seem so big, may not be so problematic, may not be so mentally taxing, and you can face a new challenge and you can start a new day with a with a new outlook and a new approach, a new perspective. And I think I think that's another little key, you know, that I've learned. You know, I mean, I wasn't diagnosed with a uh, borderline personality disorder until I was like about, I think it was about three, uh, what am I now? Yeah, this will take a I think it was about four years ago. So that happened, but just because I was diagnosed four years ago doesn't mean I haven't had it all my life. That's the thing, you know, just because they're not diagnosed doesn't mean they haven't got it. And when they are diagnosed, it doesn't mean they haven't had it all their life. You know, you haven't got the mental health issue from the day you're diagnosed. You've had it until you get diagnosed and you know what it is you've had. So, you know, and unfortunately it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. But managing it, finding positive things. This this podcast has really helped. So, again, I just want to say thanks to everybody that is listening that he's sharing it, you know, that, you know, look forward to doing a question and answer maybe after um, episode 10. I'll probably go to Facebook Live to do that because, you know, just, it just seems a bit easier that way rather than a message you send in. Oh, well, I'm starting to wrap it on a little bit. I'm just going to wrap up this and, you know, uh, it's not all doom and gloom. I found many a positives and I've still got many a positives to come and, you know, I'm going to keep striving, I'm going to keep fighting, I'm going to keep working on everything I do, on myself and with other people. You know, uh, people say I inspire a lot of people. I hope I do. You know, this is not why I did it. I just wanted to tell you my story and, and hopefully, like, shine some light that you can get help and it's it's not all bad. You know, you, you don't have to give up. You, you don't have to quit. If you just keep, keep fighting and keep fighting through, we'll... Um, we'll get through it together, you know, so, anyway, this is episode three, not all doom and gloom, thanks again for um, listening in, and uh, um, I'll let you know when episode four is ready to go, see you later guys.